Come on in. Come on. <laughs> Come on. In. Welcome, welcome. The slow road to better. Why do we do the slow road to better? Well, we've been lucky where we can talk about it to our our friends, people here at the Stroke Comeback Center, but now then we can tell more people across the world to learn about it. What is the it that we're talking about? Aphasia. Stroke yeah. survivors. TBI people. Life moves on. Inspiration help listeners. That our inspiration of a bridge of hope. I love it. Trying to help each other a lifeline. Part of it also is we started doing it. It's not because not because we just wanted to tell everyone to see what happened to us, but also we wanted to get better talking ourselves oh, with the phaser, and we wanted to one day. It's not going to phaser's not leaving it, but we'd like to crush it a little bit. Let's listen and listen in. Good morning to everybody, and a special welcome to Allison, who is a recreation therapist. MedStar National <laughs> Rehabilitation Hospital uh, in Washington, D.C. And Allison is here to answer all of our questions about fun, adapted sports, recreation. So, Allison, thank you so much for being here at 10 o'clock on a work day. We appreciate yep. it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yep. And I'm just going to turn it over to the group and they're going to ask all kinds of questions. Okay. Sound great. okay? Yeah. Thanks everyone right. for having me. All and right. Who's up? Um, I have a question. Um, uh, uh, bike riding, adapted bike riding. Um, I, I rented a bike. Um, um, one year ago, my I'm um, and this bike was heavy and couldn't control it. I couldn't control it. I look like a five-year-old learning how to ride. So, um, um, what 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 should I do? I, I like to ride a bike. Was it an adaptive cycle or a no 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 cycle? Yes, yeah, two-wheel cycle and... Oh, just a regular bike. Oh, okay. Yes, a regular bike. You know that um, they have station where you can rent a bike. Um, That's what it did. That's what it did. So those bikes are typically a little heavier. Yeah, my just gosh. So they can kind of, I oh. guess, put up with some of the wear and tear that everyone puts on them because they're yeah. used by so many people. Um, so maybe even just trying out if you can find like a local bike shop that will rent one to you, or if you have like a friend, you could borrow one that might be a little lighter mm -hmm. weight. Okay. One that's kind of meant for, for city riding might be helpful. Um, something okay. we do at the hospital, we have an adaptive sports and fitness program, as Melissa had mentioned. Yeah. Um, and so we use a lot of adaptive cycles. And so um, Sean had mentioned three wheel bikes. We do um, a lot of uh, recumbent trikes is a is a big one with the population that I work with. So you're still using your feet, you're still using your arms to kind of steer, um, but
but you, it takes balance out of the equation. So you're not working so hard on so many different things at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we my- actually are looking, oh, sorry, Sean. We're actually looking um, at starting our cycling program again in a few weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. very exciting. I'm waiting. Coming. I'll be waiting. <laughs> Tanya and you and I should go to the uh, uh, bike ride together. Yeah, you should. Yes, we should do that. So my question on the bikes is with the recumbent bikes, can they fit like in the back of a car or an SUV yeah. to get to the park? So the recumbent bikes are quite cumbersome. They're very large, um, but there are some newer models that came out a few years ago. They started making them where there's a hinge in the middle and they actually um, fold in half. And so you can fit them in most cars. I crammed one in my Fiat one time. So it's, it's really possible. What? It wasn't, it wasn't comfortable, but I got <laughs> it in there once I had collapsed it down. So they are making newer models to kind of make them a little more accessible so people can tote them around and and go out and about wherever they'd like. And are there certain stores in the area that sell the recumbent bikes? I know there are a lot of bike stores, but. Yeah, so um, there's a few up in Maryland. um, And then the bike shop that we use um, that I really like is actually in Virginia. It's called um, Bikes at Vienna. Um, And they have a Bikes at Vienna. Okay, can you write it down, Um, Melissa? Yep, I'll put it in the chat box. Thank you. Bikes at Vienna is within walking distance from the Stroke Comeback Center. Yeah, they're really great. Um, They have a lot of things to offer. They have hand cycles, they have recumbents. um, And the staff there is great. Tim, the owner, is super helpful. Um, If you go in and kind of tell him what you've got going on, he's a a problem solver. So he likes to help they can adapt different things to personalize the cycle for somebody. So they're really great. So is there anywhere in Montgomery County you would recommend to get like one of those new foldable recumbent bikes? That is a great question. I'm not sure. Um, Also, if you go to the website, so uh, the model I'm thinking of is a cat trike, C-A-T-R-I-K-E. And if you go to the website, I think they'll list locations where they, um, where they do sell their cycles. You know, for our listeners, they were gonna have to Google trikes or cat trike or even foldable or hinged trike, but you're probably gonna need a specialty bike store for these. And they're certainly not cheap. Really? They're Um, not cheap. They're about $3,000. Yeah. Um, There are also a lot of resources out there that, yeah, it's a lot. Um, There's also a lot of resources out there to help people pay for them though. So if you look into things like adaptive equipment grants, um, athletes helping athletes or the challenged athlete foundation, there's a lot of resources. If you just Google it, that you might um, be able to apply for depending on their different requirements. If you put, um, just put on like on the, on the, um, on the web, just T-R-I-K-E, that's not enough because trike is just the, um, 
it's a motorcycle for three tires. So <laughs> oh my you, you got to look. You gotta Maybe put, I'll like, do that. You got to put like, <laughs> handy, like handicap with there and like, you know, so. Make sure whatever we're getting, we're also getting a nice helmet. Yes, yes. I have a helmet. I, I bought one, but I can't ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, those those um, bike share bikes are really heavy and they oh are a lot gosh. harder to control. Oh my gosh. Hey, Allison, have you ever heard of, for lack of a better word, training wheels for adult for an adult bike? Because that is how um, Aisha solved her mm -hmm. her problem, um, and I had never heard of those. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I've actually had somebody come out to cycling a few years ago that was working on, so she would ride the recumbent bike some, and then she was working on getting back to riding a two-wheel bike. So yeah, she got some of the adult training wheels. And just like you would teach a kid, um, one of us would kind of walk alongside her and we eventually kind of, you, you raise them up so it's a little bit more teetering. Um, so you can work on that balance aspect of riding. And yeah, it worked great. And they're just on Amazon. You yeah. can say that again, Aisha. They're just on Amazon. You can find them. But like, really? I, yeah, yeah. Um, they're a little bit pricey. I'm not like a little kids ones, but uh, I, because I first I bought kids one because that doesn't work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're the ones that for adults. It's probably like. $200, which is better than this 5,000 bike. Yeah, <laughs> so. I like that, yeah. Especially if you already have a bike you like, Tanya. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I got rid of my bike a long time ago, but I really like bike riding. So I wanted, I wanted to start again. Yeah. Well, come on out. We can we can try okay. out a bunch of different things. That's the All nice right. thing about our programs is we have the equipment, so people can kind of try it out before you go spend three thousand dollars on something and that is, you may or may not want. Yeah, it's free. Your program is free. All of the programs that we have at MedStar and RH are free to people in the community. Um, okay. Yep. How did you get into this? Like this type of job? job. <laughs> Great question. So when I was in college, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to work in, I guess, a healthcare setting somewhere. And it's, they call it a discovery major. So therapeutic recreation isn't huh. something people typically really? go to school and know that they, they want to do. It's something you kind of like find a path to. So I ended up taking some classes, um, intending on therapeutic recreation as being my minor and physical therapy as being my major. And I really liked them. And so that's 11 years later, how I got here. That's pretty cool. Wow. Madison and I were playing together. Yeah. yeah. Jenga and then you, you know, and then much a different thing. Oh, and, oh a, uh, and then, uh, uh, um, um, B O, uh, um, bowling, uh, bowling, bowling. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So being here at the hospital, I get to do a lot of very different fun things. So we do everything from the cycling to 
Um, as Kitty was saying, we play games and therapy. So even working on things like communication or attention and memory, all of those goals that people are typically working on here, um, we can incorporate those into, into different games. So yeah, really like gonna do everything. Uno. Yeah. Uno, I, I, just, I just not remember uh, red, uh, green, blue, red, yellow. <laughs> I know. <Yep. laughs> I said, okay uh blue blue uh but i i remember blue but i say the wrong thing yeah so that's usually one of my favorite go-to activities with patients here working on speech um, really? is just adding in those extra goals that they have like naming the colors or naming the right numbers when we're playing and it's a little less pressured for some people to be playing a game and doing something socially versus I feel like sometimes in a speech therapy session, people are so stressed out because they want to get things right. Um, they have a little more, a little more wiggle room to play in our session. Yeah, I remember I, I were wheelchair, but I was pathetic, no, anyway. I was trying to uh, the the Jenga, but uh, Allison say, uh, just uh, stand up, <laughs> just stand <laughs> up, and uh, you can Jenga, uh, you can Jenga again. Okay, I just stand up to Jenga because I was competitive. No, in the back, competitive. A uh, competitive. Yeah, I am trying competitive. Yeah. And oftentimes people that come in, some of my patients that are competitive, those are the best candidates for a TR because it's so motivating to play games and do things that they'll often try things that are difficult, like standing just to do better at a game. Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, a lot of the time when I get tired, like what kinds of things could I do? for my balance like what could I get so there are so many things I typically tell people to find it your starting point should really be what do you enjoy doing or what did you enjoy, enjoy doing before that you haven't done in a while and which of those activities involve balance and so doing those so say you liked playing ping pong or playing pool or just going for long walks. I mean, all of those activities can incorporate balance or even just incorporating it, standing at a table while you're maybe doing some adult coloring or something like that. I like, I, I used to do yoga and this is <laughs> just a joke. Like I'm falling down on it, like. It's, I, it's I just, hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually a great segue. So I actually teach an adaptive yoga class. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a seated class. So that's a great way to work on um, kind of strengthening your core and your arms and your legs, which all kind of plays into balance. Um, sometimes when we have class in person, we'll do a little bit of standing and things like that. So there are some opportunities to work on, um, on standing and balance. Right now we're teaching virtually, so it's mostly seated, but you're still working on all those building skills that help with balance. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Alyssa, have you, um, have they started playing pickleball? <laughs> Allison, I think that's to you. Oh. 
pickleball. I, you know, I, I have never played pickleball. I recently had a patient come in and tell me she got really into pickleball during quarantine with her husband. <laughs> so I, what, what do you know about pickleball that you could teach me? Well, I mean, when I got hurt, I, I, I'm like really weak in the right on everything. Cause I got hurt in the head and, uh, you know, I can't play rugby anymore. I can't go running anymore. You know, I can't get in a bike. I have a trike. I've had a trike for like 10 years. And uh, I was just trying different things. And then finally, like the, uh, the trike is pretty good because we do the army mile race every year. But the, um, the last couple of years we were at the beach for the week and uh, we just were like, let's go do this pickleball, see what that is. And then, and then we just started doing that. And it's kind of like, of course, you know, you watch it on YouTube and these people are like the bet. It's so hilarious because people are like 30 years old. They just, they want to like crush the ball so hard and everything. <laughs> and I, I think we need to, I don't know how to do it, but we get like a, we need a, a group that's a little, people have like uh, um, strokes or TBI or something. And it's not like we're trying to win the world with pickleball, mm -hmm. you know? For people who don't know what pickleball is, it is, um, you use like an oversized ping pong paddle. And I would say an oversized wiffle ball and yeah. a smaller size tennis court. And so I guess you can run around, but you can also just sort of hopefully whack it to each other. So there's not a whole <laughs> lot of running around. Have you ever fallen over when you play? No, that's one thing I'm, I'm like, I will go so slow because I, I don't like falling at all. I have like a like thing other people. I, <laughs> like other people do, right? I, I cannot <laughs> wait to crash and burn. Okay, I was just checking. All right, I'm being quiet. Gosh, I fall down all the time. You can see all my scars. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a question, Allison. Yeah. Um, so for your bike rides, are there bikes you can borrow for those rides or? Yeah, so it's, we bring out the equipment and we have people come out and they can try it out for the afternoon. And then we take all the equipment back when we're done. So that includes the recumbent bikes? Yes, so we oh, mostly great. have recumbent bikes and hand cycles. Got so it. it's, a, it's a whole bunch of different people with different physical disabilities that come out. And how long is it normally, like time-wise? We used to do it two hours in an afternoon. Um, it'll be, it'll look a little different right now because we're trying to limit the amount of people there at any one time. So yeah. we'll have kind of different sessions to break it up. Got it. Where, where do you ride? Um, we used to ride in DC. We're gonna be riding, I think up in College Park. Oh my gosh. I, I went to College Park. Yeah. yeah, so there's some hey. nice trails up there. Hey, Allison, for um, listeners who aren't in the D.C. area, if they're trying to find recreation programs or something similar, what do you recommend they do? So I always recommend going to the Internet. Um, if you have a big rehab hospital around you, it's usually a good starting point. Um, but even just Googling things like adaptive sports or adaptive cycling um, or adaptive fitness. And then there is a organization called Move United. Um, it's, I think their website is moveunitedsport.org. 
and they have a lot of different plugs to different programs around the country. They also offer a lot of virtual classes for fitness. Um, so you guys can do those all for free. They stream multiple classes every day of the week, all sorts of different things. Wow. What other sport did you offer? We have quite the list. So we have adaptive cycling. We've got adaptive tennis. We've got yoga. Oh we do like a boxing fitness class. We do an open Ooh. gym program where people can come use the equipment here. Um, we've got a wheelchair rugby team, a wheelchair basketball team, bocce ball. What is that? Bocce ball? Bocce ball. Yeah. So um, kind of like lawn bowling. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Italian people. Looking. Yeah, exactly. Pat, your, your connection is less than ideal sitting yeah, outside my, there, my I friend. What you said. She, he said Italian people play bocce ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. It is an Italian sport. They okay. also have like beach bocce um, and ours is adaptive. So the balls are a little softer and we play typically like either in a gym or on the lawn. So what is, what is your most popular uh, function? Most popular? That's a great question. I really think it depends on who, who you ask. Um, some of my favorites are cycling and yoga, but everyone's got their own interests. But which ones have like the most amount of people before um, the COVID? Definitely our open gym program. So where we have the gym and trainers and people can come work out. We do like a warm up together. Doing? It's a what big community of people that um, come out and work out together. They socialize. So definitely, definitely the adaptive fitness program. Uh, what about the doggy? The doggy. Uh, the uh, recreation or patient, the doggy. Uh, so yeah, um, what Kitty's what? talking about is we have therapy dogs. Really? Yeah. So sometimes I, I get know. to incorporate those into the into my work here at the hospital too. Really? So have, oh my gosh. We have two. We have Muriel, who is our facility dog. So she's here. Um, She's here a lot of days. And then I also have a therapy dog that I get to bring in to work sometimes, Teddy. Aww. He comes and visits with patients. He gets paid in pets. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so cute. Oh my gosh. Can't you watch um, adapted basketball? Can you, um, I like basketball, but can you watch? Yeah. So. We typically host a tournament every year um, mm. for our wheelchair basketball team. So we have a bunch of teams from usually up and down the East Coast come. Oh my and God. We'll, we host a tournament so you can go. It's usually two or three days, um, depending on how many teams we have participating. And we love mm. having spectators come out. Okay. All right. I want to go. Yeah. And so if, you, if you're signed up for the newsletter already, we usually yeah. send out info about those events and things. Okay. All right. All right. Where they come um, as well. What, what about um, the pandemic? What are you doing differently? That is a great question. So a lot of things look very different right now. Um, we are starting to slowly get some things back in person. Some of our outdoor activities are coming back in person, but we're doing a lot virtually right now. 
So um, we are teaching fitness classes virtually. My yoga class is virtual right now. And as of now, our team sports, so the basketball and rugby um, are kind of on hold with the current regulations around here. When will you go back in person? When will that be? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a concrete answer for that yeah. one. We're constantly looking, reassessing, and looking yeah. at the rules around here, making sure that we're doing everything safe and making sure everyone that's participating is comfortable. Because even if we get everything back in person, that doesn't necessarily mean everyone's quite ready to come back yet. Yeah, I know, I know. So trying to be sensitive to, to all of that. Uh, what about your uh, computer uh, bowling? What about your memory? Um, like the Wii bowling? Yeah, Wii bowling. Yeah, so we also use a lot of video games in therapy. So we oh do my God. Like I like it so much. <laughs> or like the Xbox Connect has like dancing on it. Um, I also do adaptive gaming. So taking Xbox came out with an adaptive controller. And you're able to actually put switches in there so that you can play one-handed or in a modified way. Um, we've even set somebody up before that just has a little bit of head movement and he was able to start, really? start playing video games with kids his age, just using his head with a bunch of switches. Aww. So wow. it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, I like it so much. Yeah. Do, do they do a uh, rowing? We do. I actually manage our adaptive rowing program, which is another one of our outdoor sports. We're hoping to get back out on the water soon. Really? Um, yeah, we row out of the Anacostia Boathouse down in Southeast DC, just yeah. not far from uh, the Navy Yard and the Nat Stadium. I've been through there many times. Yeah. I, I actually, I never went in into the boat, but the other one that you sit there and it just comes to your... The erging? Yeah. Yeah. So, what is that? It's actually a really good, really good exercise. It is a great cardio workout. So he's talking about the indoor it's, rowers. What? Indoor? Um, yeah. So it's called an erg. It's an indoor rower. So you sit down on it and you use your, oh. depending on your setup, you sit on the little seat and you use your legs to kind of push your body back and forth while you're pulling um, with your arms. You're going to whole body workout. Okay. Um, um, I, I, I use the um, rowing at the gym. It's the same thing. Same thing. But it's, um, it's, it's hard to sit down and get up. It is a very low seat. So it can be, yeah. can be a little tough to get up once yeah, you get gosh. down. So it's always nice to have an extra hand by. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But if that's something you enjoy and you're still getting um, therapy, that's a good point to bring up to your therapist. Like, hey, this is something I really enjoy doing. Can we practice getting up from really low surfaces or can we practice getting up from the floor? Um, that way you have, you're a little more confident when you're doing it. Okay. So you're right. It is low surface. A hundred years ago, when the Kennedy Center used to have shows, one of the things that I remember um, Joan, who's another TR talking about, um, was that they used to offer reduced fee tickets. Do you know anything about this? I do believe it still exists. Um, I'm not sure in COVID times, but 
I think that a lot of theaters around the country offer reduced um, reduced pricing for people with disabilities. So even just kind of going to their website and looking into ticket prices, they very often offer those those reduced fares, which is great, really? it more accessible. Yeah, wow. they do a great job at the Kennedy Center of making things accessible, hmm. both physically accessible, but also for people that don't have a lot of money to spend. And the Kennedy Center open um, outside. Um, they have a new area outside and it's free and you can watch practice um, performances. Oh, that's great. It's I haven't free. been able to check that out yet. Yes. I went, I think it was two years ago, they opened, yeah. And that's on that, the patio area around there, correct? Yes, they, they built a new patio area and it expanded it. So it's, it's, you can watch free movies outside and, um, and it, you, they have food trucks that come. So it's good, yeah. Nice. Sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. What about things like fishing, boating, yeah. uh, skiing, swimming? I think of all the things when I talk to survivors, they say, well, I used to do this, but I can't do it anymore. And what I appreciate most about recreation therapists is no matter what you say to them, they go, oh, oh yes, you can. This is yeah. what this is what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. So around here um, in the D.C. area, there is it's actually closer to Baltimore, um, Baltimore Adaptive Recreation and Sports, so BARS. And they, they do a lot of those outdoor activities. They'll do one day events. They have ongoing events. So things like water skiing, boating, crabbing, um, all sorts of activities, fishing um, that people can go Rabbit. out and, and wow. try out. Yeah. There's like Melissa said, there's nothing you can tell me you can't do that we can't find a workaround for. So if there's something you've, you've got your mindset on, I always encourage people to, to find a way. So to sit and think about the things that might make that activity difficult. And then how can we change those or reframe those things um, so that you can still participate and get enjoyment they, out of things. They have the one, uh, the group that's in uh, Annapolis, it's called- uh, Crab? True. No, it's called Crab, yeah. And that Trust place, you just go and like, I've just gone there a couple of times just for sailing. And then we just, we get in the boat and we do it for you. And you're just like, it's, it's kind of a fun thing to do. You're just kind of, oh, I'm just sitting there relaxing. I'm and a lot of those out, activities are free or low charge as well. I'm trying to get the word. I don't know why I can't sit. Um, um, my friend, uh, like, my friend loves the uh, uh, golf, the golf. Yes. And, but he was uh, accident and he has aphasia, but he loves the golf, but he, 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 but he didn't, 
the god. What are you suggesting to her? He, he's, he, he. So there are a lot of different, depending on um, what things would make golf difficult for him, there are a lot of different ways around that. So there are like golf carts that you can sit in and will actually help you stand to actually golf. There are different things like adaptive grips if you need help um, holding the club. Um, so there's a lot of different tiny little adaptations to help make people successful for things like that as well. Okay. Yeah. So again, just Googling accessible golfing near me, okay. um, or even reaching out to a golf course around you. They might not have an official program, but they might've had somebody come through there before in a similar situation and know just, just how to help. So you don't have to go far from home. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So Allison, my last question always is, what didn't we ask you about recreation therapy that you wish we had? What do you think our listeners should know about therapeutic recreation or fun in general? I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think it's just important for everyone to always remember all the things that you enjoy doing, whether you haven't done them because you're older now or you haven't had time or you haven't done them because you've had a stroke or an injury and that makes them more difficult. I think it's really important to keep those things in mind and what you enjoy about them and knowing that all those little barriers are not as big as you think they are. There are ways around them. Um, there are still plenty of things you can do that are meaningful to you and you enjoy, um, whether it be having game night with friends and still working on communication to getting out to rowing and hopping in a hopping in a shell or getting out to cycling um, and moving around. I think those things are really important and that's that's what makes people happy in life is doing things you enjoy. So it's important that that we still do all of those things. It's all the fun stuff that feeds your soul. Yeah, um, I know. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for um, look, Pat's clapping for you, but you can't hear him because we didn't have connection so bad. Thank you for all the free resources that you provide for people in our community. I hope we have listeners out there who are local who um, come out and try some fun stuff. You know, that's the beauty of being in places that have big rehab centers. They have a lot of resources and often offer them to their community. You just need to access it, figure out how to access it. So that's for everybody everywhere. Look for your local rehab, uh, acute rehab center. So with that, I think we're going to wrap it up on this episode of Slow Road to Pepper. Our lawyers made us say this. Disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? There's. Um, they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen. <laughs>